all aware, und so wie wir alle wissen, we are dealing with uh, the fruits of the spirit. Having as the basis Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. Okay, verse 22. Why are we dealing with this? It is about character formation. You see, God has put it so much on my heart. Next year, we are going to deal with identity creation. Creation of identity. You see, the church is good to tell you about your identity. To seek your identity. To have your new identity. I have been following this discourse till now. We are never telling you how to reconstruct your identity. And we are not teaching you. And God willing next year. We are going to see how the identity has been reconstructed in the, by people who went before us. Having to use Paul as an example. How did he recreate his identity? And how did he change his narrative? His autobiography, his history, everything about himself. And by the time we will deal with that, it will become very clear that some of us we have to put away our old diaries and have a new diary. Where the identity, our history, are being reconstructed according to the new nature that we have and not according to the past nature that we have. My heart is burning with joy because of the new things that God is about to do in our lives. The transformations that we are going to experience. Not the one that we will receive today and tomorrow we begin to sing the old new song. The old, the old, old songs. Sorry, not the old, new songs. The old, old songs. But the one that will make it very clear to us that our old nature has come to an end. And our life history begins to be rewritten according to our new nature. So the Galatians chapter 6 verse 22 is about that new creation, that new creatureness. And it says the fruits of the spirit are the following. Sorry, Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the spirit is love. Die Frucht des Geistes ist die Liebe. Joy. Die Freude. Peace. Um, der Frieden. Patience. Um, um, Langmut. Kindness. Und um, Güte. Goodness. Und. Ja, gut, Güte. Yeah. Faithfulness. Und auch Treue. Gentleness. 
und auch ähm, Selbstkontrolle against such things there is absolutely no law for those who belong to Christ they have crucified their sinful nature they have crucified their own identity they have crucified their own characters with all its passions and desires now listen to verse 25 since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit since we live in the spirit let us keep in step the spirit of God in us has some steps that he takes let us keep in his the way he is walking, so the way he is moving, so the direction he is taking, since we live in the spirit, let our steps be in the steps of the Holy Spirit. He shouldn't be going left and we should be going right. No. He shouldn't be going nach vorne and we should be going behind. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Oh, God bless you. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And for some weeks now we are dealing with brotherly love. I told you the love is the big fruit. That is why it is not said the fruits of the spirit are. No, but it's the fruit of the spirit is. And every other thing. Joy. Peace. Gentleness, self-control, they are found in this big fruit. So the first Corinthians chapter 13 that we dealt with two weeks ago is telling us that love is patient, life is kind, love is this, life is that, life is not that. Wir haben uns vor zwei Wochen mit 1. Korinther 13 auseinandergesetzt und da steht geschrieben, was Liebe alles ist, dass Liebe Geduld ist, dass Liebe Güte ist. And we started with this key element. God is love. From there we move on to talk about the love of the neighbor, the love of the other. How to love people outside our religion. Outside our family. Outside our church. People who are even not uh, uh, in, in, in our uh, uh, friend around us. Leute, die nicht einfach um uns sind. But above all, even how to love our enemies. And we said that the love of Christ must be the, the standard measurement of our love. We read in Romans chapter 5 that when we were still sinners, that is when Christ died for us. Not when we were good people. Not when we were in good relationship with God. 
Beziehung mit Gott stand. But the very time that we were the enemies of God. Aber genau dann, als wir die Feinde Gottes waren. Now, when we say Christ died for us. Wenn wir also sagen, Christus ist für uns gestorben. Most of the time, because it is a religious term, we don't really get it. Manchmal, weil es so ein religiöser Satz ist, verstehen wir es nicht ganz. Paul was writing to the Romans. Paulus schrieb zu den Römern. Who are very much aware of issues of war. Die ganz genau wissen, wenn es um Themen um because that time the Roman Empire was the leading empire. And Christ died for us in this sense was more a military term. A military term. You know, it's like two groups of people who are fighting one another. This is Christ the commander and his army. That is the enemy and his army. And Christ died for us in this sense. Number one. It could mean. We are in the camp of God. And we have Jesus as our general. And now we are confronted with death. Und jetzt werden wir mit dem Tod konfrontiert. When the enemy wants to kill one of us. Wenn der Feind zum Beispiel einen von uns töten will. And when the enemy shot the gun. Und als der Feind seine Waffe aus. Oh, Jesus pushed us away and took the bullet. Ist Jesus gekommen, hat uns zur Seite geschoben, hat die, ähm, ja, hat, wurde angeschossen für uns. That is meaningful. Und das ist bedeutsam. It makes sense. Es macht Sinn. But even in the case of Christ's death, it is the extreme one. Aber selbst in diesem Fall, wo Christus tot ist, ist es extrem. He is not dying for us who are in his camp. Er stirbt nicht für uns, die, die in seinem Kampf sind. He is not dying for us who are in the opposing camp. Er stirbt jetzt für die, die eigentlich gegen ihn sind. And I see the picture like this. Und ich sehe das Bild genau so. That these people are walking dass diese Leute wandeln to fight us. und die kommen um uns zu bekriegen and there is a bomb somewhere a bomb ah und da ist eine bombe irgendwo and by the time they got there the bomb will explode and all of them will die wenn sie da ankommen wird die bombe explodieren und sie werden jesus sah der enemy is coming jesus sah aber dass der feind kam die are coming sie kommen and they are going to die he said i will not let them die er sagte ich werde sie and he ran to explode the bomb. So I hear you rather die instead of those who are in the enemy's country. Where we were still the enemies of God. Christ died for us. Jesus for us gestorben. Jesus. He died for me. Er ist für mich gestorben. When I was still his enemy. Als ich noch sein Feind war. And he said, no greater love. Und er sagte, es gibt keine Can there be that someone should lay down his love for the neighbor? Er sagte, es gibt keine größere Liebe als die von einer Person, die sein Leben But this is not even love for your neighbor. This is love for who? Your enemy. Für wen? Dein Feind. So you understand that when Jesus is telling us in Matthew chapter 5, love your enemy, it is because he himself has done exactly the same. Deshalb verstehen wir, weshalb Jesus in Matthäus 5 sagt, stirb für deinen Feind oder liebe deinen Feind, denn er selber hat genau dasselbe getan. And then we are talking about the brotherly love. Und deshalb sprechen wir über die brüderliche Liebe. If I don't have watch, I have not yet started the sermon today. 
So I need what to be in time. How many minutes do I have? 40 minutes? Great. Hallelujah. And we talk about brotherly love. Now we need to love one another. And today we are moving on again into the issue of the brotherly love. Our key verse today is in John chapter 17. Verse 21 to 23. Uh, today I will bring some scriptures that I would like you to note down, which we will be using in the next days as we dip deeper and deeper about the issue of love. John chapter 17. 17. Now this time I'll ask us to be on our feet as we honor the word of God. We read from verse 21 to 23. I read from the New International Version. And this is Jesus praying for the disciples. Let's take it from verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone, but I pray for all those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you have sent me and have loved them even as I have as you have loved me. Yes. Johannes 17, ich fange bei 20 an. Aber nicht für diese allein bitte ich, sondern auch für die, welche durch ihr Wort an mich glauben, damit sie alle eins seien, wie du, Vater, in mir und ich in dir, dass auch sie in uns eins seien, damit die Welt glaube, dass du mich gesandt hast. Und die Herrlichkeit, die du mir gegeben hast, habe ich ihnen gegeben, dass sie eins seien, wie wir eins sind. Ich in ihnen und du in mir, dass sie in eins vollendet sein, damit die Welt erkenne, dass du mich gesandt und geliebt oh, hast. Halleluja. Und du mich geliebt hast. The world must know this. Die Welt muss das wissen. That God has sent Jesus. Dass Gott Jesus gesandt hat. That Jesus hat. loves us. Dass Jesus uns liebt. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1. Korinther 12. Vers 12 to 14 and verse 27. Vers 12 bis 14. And verse 27. Und Vers The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we all have been baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether we are Jews or Greeks, Germans or Europeans or Africans, slaves or free, professors or cleaners, we are all be given one spirit to drink. Hallelujah. The words I use, you will not find them in your Bible. <laughs> yes. To 14. Okay. 1. Korinther 12 bis 14. Denn wie der Leib einer ist und viele Glieder hat, alle, alle Glieder des Leibes aber, obwohl viele ein Leib sind, so auch der Christi. 
Denn in einem Geist sind wir alle zu einem Leib getauft worden. Es seien Juden und Griechen, es seien Sklaven und Freie. Es sind alle mit einem Geist getrennt worden. Denn auch der Leib ist nicht ein Glied, sondern viele. Now verse 27. Now listen to this. Now you are the body of Christ. And each and every one of you is part of it. May we be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before Jesus left, um, one of the things that preoccupied Jesus was the continuation of his work after he has departed. You see, Jesus was so much limited in the body. Jesus war so limitiert in seinem Leib. Uh, let's not forget, Jesus was God in the flesh. Lass uns nicht vergessen, dass Jesus Gott im Fleisch war. And in the flesh, he had his limitations. Und im Fleisch hatte er seine Limits. He could not be in Jerusalem and at the same time in Ghana, in Togo, in Gabon, in America. No, no, he was in the flesh. Er konnte nicht gleichzeitig in Israel sein, aber dann auch irgendwo in Afrika, denn er war im Fleisch. But the purpose is that this knowledge of God, the power of, the, of God, must be revealed in the whole world. Aber die Absicht war, dass die Macht Gottes offenbart wird in dieser Welt. Therefore, he has to go. Deshalb musste er gehen. He said, if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Er sagte, wenn ich nicht gehe, wird der Heilige Geist nicht kommen. One of the amazing things I discovered this, uh, I mean, three days ago, was something that Pamela posted on the group. Defining the Holy Spirit to us. Jesus Christ without limits, without borders. So that through the Holy Spirit, Jesus can be here in Hamburg. At the same time in Israel, the same time in America, and be everywhere through the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, where does it abide? Where does it live? Where does the Holy Spirit live? Oh, hallelujah. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in us. So this was the plan of Jesus. And he said, now that I am going, I will build my church. I will bring together people in whom my Holy Spirit will dwell. I will build them into a church. And the gates of hell and hell shall not prevail against it. Nothing. Just like nothing could resist Jesus. Nothing could resist his church. Because the church is the body of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. But then. 
The last prayer that he made das Gebet, was Jesus hat, in John chapter 17, in 17 was again for the church and for the believers. Da betete er noch mal für die und für die he knew there would be a threat er wusste, dass da, um, against the church, gegen die against the unity of the church. Gegen die der What would that threat be? Was wird diese sein? Divisions. Das wird, um, Lack of unity. Absence of love. So Jesus prayed and said, Father, my greatest prayer for them is that they may be one. Now look at this. Not they may be one in words alone. But they should be one just as you, the Father, and me, Jesus, We are one. Jesus said, but they should be one, as you and I, Father, one. That is the word. Hmm. Not we should be one the way we want. Not that we are one, but how we want it. There is an ideal unity. Es gibt eine ideale Einigkeit. And that ideal unity is the perfect example of how God Himself. Is united with Christ. Und die perfekte, die perfekte Einigkeit ist die, wie Jesus mit Gott verbunden war. How was God united with Christ? Wie war Gott mit Jesus verbunden? Philip says, show us the Father Jesus. Philip sagte, zeige uns den Vater Jesus. Jesus said, ye that have seen me, have seen the Father. Jesus sagte, aber der, der mich gesehen hat, der hat den Vater auch gesehen. Because you cannot see the Father outside of me. I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. God wants the church to come to a place where somebody will say, When you want to know Alex, just watch me. When you want to know me, just watch Martina. We are united in purpose. In, Absicht, in hearts, mit einer in speaking, Herzen, im Sprechen, in talking, im Sprechen, that this should be one, so just as you, the Father, so wie der Vater, and me are one. Und Jesus eins war. And Jesus says, <laughs> und Jesus sagt, when they do that, wenn sie das tun, the world will know dann wird die Welt that you have indeed sent me. Dass du mich wahrlich geschickt hast. Oh, we say it all the time, brethren. Wir sagen es immer wieder, Geschwister. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He sent Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Amen. In Johannes 3:16 sagen wir immer, Gott, Jesus, Gott hat Jesus gesandt, so dass That is the preaching we have preached for years. Das ist die Predigt, die wir jahrelang gemacht Now the world wants to see us living John 3:16. Aber jetzt möchte die Welt sehen, wie wir diese Schriften halt wahrlich leben. And the, Jesus is saying the only way the world We see as living John 3:16 is when we love one another, when we are united, when we become one. Then the world will know that indeed John 3:16 is true. Oh, the world has heard John 3:16 for a long time. Now they want to see John 3:16. And the John 3:16 is this. And Emily and Emilia. You are from Ghana. 
I am from Ghana, I'm from Togo, I'm from Germany. But in Christ Jesus, that nationality is broken. It doesn't exist. That we have become one. United. Paul says in Ephesians that that is exactly the mystery of the church. That God has created a community of believers whose identity are not according to the worldly measurement, place of origin, gender, with your status in the world, with your level of education, with your rich or with your poor, that is exactly how the world defines things. In Christ Jesus, beloved, we do not know what is nationality. Oh, today, Michael. Oh yes, I, I don't have my, my t-shirt on. Otherwise they will see it. God sees no color. We are what? We see no black you are. And don't you see how white I am? Oh, praise the Lord. We are one in Jesus. Beloved, Paul went to understand also better. Paulus hat auch noch mehr verstanden. And he says, this unity that we are talking about is exactly like a body. Like a body standing here. That God has created. Maybe you are the hand. Maybe you are the fingers. Maybe you are the toes. Maybe you are the leg. Maybe you are the ear. Maybe you are the eyes. Paul says we are all needed to build together to be that body of Christ. If I am not there, that means maybe the ear is not there and the body cannot function well. Your absence in the body may mean that the body is standing only on one leg and we cannot walk. Maybe your absence with one arm is not there and we cannot carry this. Now Paul is saying, all of us, we have been baptized into one body. Just to form one body of Christ. That is where we are. Oh, brothers, can you feel yourself being connected to one another? Let me address a social issue here. We are living in a very terrible age. Our generation is having a great problem. An age in which we try to give different meanings and understanding to things. And even Christianity now has three forms 
of definition. Und selbst, um, der Christentum hat drei Or we have three types of Christianity. Uh, there is what we call today the private form of Christianity. What is also called believing but not belonging. Um, das bedeutet auch, um, glauben, aber nicht yeah, I believe in God. But I do not believe to I belong to any church. Ich glaube an Gott, aber ich gehöre keine Gemeinde an. Private Christianity. I believe in God, but I can be at home and do my own das thing. Das ist die private, das ist der private Christentum. Ich glaube an Gott, aber ich kann zu Hause sein und We hear it a lot today. Wir hören das sehr oft heutzutage. Beloved. Geliebte. That is not the kind of worship that Jesus brought to us. Das ist nicht die Anbetung, die Jesus uns gebracht hat. How can the hand says It is good for me alone to be at home and I'll be doing my own thing and the other part of the body can go to church and do their own thing. Kann die Hand sagen, ich bleibe zu Hause und ich werde alleine Gott anbeten, aber der andere Teil des Leibes kann zur Gemeinde gehen. Paul says, Paulus sagt, we are a body. Wir sind ein Leib. And in us all the sinews, the joints, the bloodstream of Christ is flowing. Und in uns fließt alles und hält alles zusammen, was in Christus ist. Imagine when we are not connected to the life. No, sitting on the internet and watching TV Jakes alone does not make you part of the body. This is a modern understanding of uh, 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 Christianity that the enemy has given to us today, especially the youth. For Christ's sake, we are not called for private Christianity. We are not called for believing but not belonging. We are called to believe and to belong to the body of Christ. That is where I go to the second form of Christianity. The church Christianity. People who believe that I am a believer. And I belong to a body of Christ. That is why it's important for me on Sundays when the body of Christ is assembling that I am also present as part of this body. That on Friday when the body is being assembled I am also there as part and parcel of this body. That when we organize activities, we know it is not for pleasure, but it is the body that is united. I encourage us to be part of this Christianity. The church Christianity. But then there is also a secret behind this. What then is the church? Let us understand. The church is the community of new creatures. The community, and I use the word community, of people who are born again. Um, 
1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 tells us that anyone who is in Christ has become what? A new creature. And when you are a new creature, you are put in the community of new creatures. That is exactly what the church is. When each and everyone is born, we are born into a family. Where we have our fathers, our uncles, our mothers, our sisters. When we are born anew in Jesus, we are born into a family of believers. That is the church. That is why we need to be part of this community. But then, there is one rule that rules over this community. That is the rule of love. A community where love transcends everything. Where the love of God transcends everything. The church is the manifestation of the kingdom of God right here on the earth. Uh, John tells us in the in the book of Revelation that before the throne I see people from all languages, people from all tribes, from all nationalities standing before the throne. Johannes erzählt uns in Offenbarung, dass er Leute sieht aus allen Nationen, die vor dem Thron stehen. They are wearing the same dress and they are praising God. Sie haben alle dasselbe an und sie preisen Gott. That is what will happen in the future. Das ist das, was in der Zukunft geschehen wird. But we are praying every day, let your kingdom come. Aber wir beten täglich, dass sein Reich kommen soll. Through the church, durch die Gemeinde, God is teaching the whole world that what we are preaching that we are all going to stand before the throne of God and worship him and abide with him is possible. And when you look at this here, it is a message that that is possible. Different nationalities worshiping God together in love and in the spirit. Beloved, the love of the neighbor is not a choice. Die Liebe des anderen ist keine Entscheidung. It's kind of wahl. It's kind of wahl. It is an imperative. Es ist ein Imperativ. It is compulsory. Es ist ein Muss. Yes, it is a must. Es ist ein Muss. Because when I happen to have someone, wenn ich also jemanden habe that I do not love, then I am indirectly communicating to the world, God has never sent Jesus. God has never won with Jesus. Jesus did not come to die for us. That is the message I am proclaiming through my action. But when I happen to love, aber wenn ich anfange zu lieben, it's part of everything. trotz allem, I mean part of everything. und ich meine trotz allem, I'm announcing to the world, dann sage ich der Welt, But indeed, God has loved me with unconditional love. dann sage ich wahrlich, Gott hat mich geliebt, This love ohne, is real. 
And when we are in Christ, we are overwhelmed by this love. In outside of Christ, we have every reason not to love anyone. But in Christ, we have no reason. No reason. No reason. Father, that they may be one. And anytime I contemplate on the love of Christ, it is a powerful love. It is a powerful love. Coming Sunday, we are going to have the Lord's Supper. That is why it's also very important that I share this message today. First Corinthians 11, I'm ending. Um, starting from verse uh, 23. And then I explain something very important here. For I receive from the Lord. What I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after he took the cup, he says, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now listen to verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy <coughs> manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Therefore, a man ought to examine himself. A woman ought to examine herself before he or she eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and sick. And a number of you have fallen asleep. A number of you have died. <coughs> but if you judge yourselves, you will not be under judgment. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. Ah, you see what is happening here? Paul is now bringing the reality of the bodies together. The church as one body and the bread and the blood as the body of Christ. I told you the problem of the Church of Corinth. When you read again from the beginning, you see that their problem was division. And Paul is telling them about the danger of being divided, of not being loved in one of one another. Paul says, when you come together to eat the Lord's Supper, 
you are given the bread. Now, you are all coming as one body. And there is only one body that is broken for you. That is the body of Jesus. With the intention that when you eat it, because you are one, this body is unified in you. But if there is separation, and division among you. That means you are breaking the body of Christ that you are. That means we are causing Christ to suffer again the second time. Because his death and his crucifixion is the breaking of his body. For Christ's sake, beloved, let us understand what it means to live in love with the body of Christ. I don't want to be the one that is crucifying Christ again. For Christ must suffer only once. Should we cause him to suffer again in his body that we are? He says, because you don't think about the body of Christ. Because you do not, you, you do not analyze yourself well. You know, the analysis caused Jesus to tell us that even when you are going to pray, when you are going to pray, you are going to offer a sacrifice and you remember that, oh, Martina may have something against me. I cannot keep that and be praying. Jesus said, get away from your prayer. Run to Martina. And say, Martina, I realize that things are not working well between us. Come on, we are brothers and sisters. We need to deal with this now. What is the problem? And solve it. After solving it, come back and offer your sacrifice. And the Lord will receive it. How many sacrifices and prayers are we offering, but the Lord is not taking it? Why do you think today the church pray and pray and pray, but nothing happens? Because we have made a wall between us and God that our prayers cannot go through. And the wall is not sin. The wall is the divisions and the unloving nature that we have among us. That is why today the church is weak. Oh, I remember those days that the church was powerful. That witches, occultic people, occultic people, occultic people, people in sex and even the you know, these sex societies. They will declare that next month we are having our meeting in this country. And Christians, the church will rise up and say, not in this country. You are not having your meetings here. And the meeting will not take place. 
Paul says the mystery of God that he has kept from ages is that in this new era God will make his powers and wisdom and authorities known to principalities and powers through the church. God wants to use the church to show any power anywhere. That God is the almighty God. But look at how weak the church is. It doesn't matter how many times I can pray in tongues. How I can scream and command. If the wall is there, the prayer will not go through. But today the Lord wants to break the wall. I challenge each and every one of you. If you have something against someone, before we meet on Sunday, go and settle it. Even if you don't have anything against anyone, but you realize that someone has something against you, Go and settle. We will come on Sunday. We will take the Lord's Supper. And instead of becoming weak, we will become stronger. Instead of death, life will come into us. Instead of sickness, healings will occur in our bodies. That is what the body of Christ we are his body. We are his body. You and me together, we are his body. Beloved, the Lord is taking us into a new era from the first of January. The thing that God has given us is preparing the way for the Lord. God wants his glory to be manifested. His powers of God must be revealed to us here in this nation, on this continent. Let us do our homework. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you.